Hello everyone, today we are talking about a subject that has been on the news a lot lately, climate change, and more importantly how climate change affects the interconnecting aspects of Antarctica. Today we have Sam and myself discussing the different aspects of climate change affecting Antarctica. Starting off today, we'll be talking about what causes climate change or global warming. The main cause of global warming is greenhouse gas emissions from cars, power plants, and other human-made sources, which creates the greenhouse effect. The greenhouse effect is like a blanket trapping the sun's warmth near the Earth's surface and affecting the planet's climate system. Global warming has effects in places all over the planet. One of the most profound places we can see this is in Antarctica's interconnecting elements. In February 2020, Argentina's Esperanza Research Station recorded a temperature of 18.3 degrees Celsius, on par with the temperature in Los Angeles. That was the highest recorded temperature in Antarctica. The ocean is also heating up, with some areas increasing by 3 Celsius, which causes an increase in the speed of ice melting process. Just recently, a massive iceberg broke off off the mainland and it's headed out to sea. A68, the world's largest iceberg weighing at 1.1 trillion tons and having a surface area of roughly 5,800 kilometers squared, broke off the Larsen ice shelf and is about to enter open water. These types of events are becoming more common. Researchers have just found a large cavity in the Thwaites Glacier that used to hold 14 billion tons of ice but has melted in the last three years. Using satellites, scientists have estimated that ice loss has accelerated over the last four decades. In the 1980s, Antarctica lost roughly 40 billion tons of ice each year. Now, in the 2010s, Antarctica loses 250 billion tons per year. Even as important as ice is to Antarctica, other aspects of the continent's unique ecosystem are being affected. The wildlife in Antarctica is being affected by global warming immensely. On some islands off the coast, penguins can be seen in massive groups like salt and pepper. But on the other islands, small groups of penguins sit next to abandoned sites. Nat naturalists say that several massive penguin colonies have dropped dramatically in population in the last five years. It all depends on the amount of food the penguin can find in the surrounding waters of their home. In some area, the krill population has declined by 70 to 80 percent. This exclusively affects Adelaide and Chinstrap penguins, which relies on krill completely. Adelaide breeding has declined from 105,000 to 30,000 from 1972 to 2017. Some Chinstrap colony has declined as much as 70. 7% since the 1970s. As much as Antarctica is about the interconnection of ice and penguins, another massive sign of climate change occurs in the snow. The phenomenon called watermelon snow occurs when the red-colored algae thrives in the warm weather. Since Antarctica is warming, this creates a feedback loop with the algae. This feedback loop is caused by reducing surface reflectivity. Snow is white, and heat and light reflect off white surfaces. This algae makes the snow a darker color, which means it absorbs more heat. This causes the temperature of the ice, snow, and air to increase. 
The algae can then grow more plentifully because of its warmer surroundings, and the feedback loop has a greater effect. This is drastic because it increases the heat immensely in Antarctica, which reduces food for penguins and melts ice quicker. Although there are many negative pieces of evidence being uncovered about Antarctica, things are being done to reduce the effect of global warming. The ASOC works in public advocacy and attends Antarctica's governance meeting. There are three main interconnecting activities related to help stopping climate change. The first activity involves Antarctic research stations. The stations use efficient and renewable energy systems, and new stations are being built or strategically placed, so there are a reduced amount of transportation needed. The second step is the implementation of climate adaptation strategies. Establishing a system of marine protected areas in which areas are particularly slow to change, like the Ross Sea. The Ross Sea warms slower than the rest of Antarctica. Also, establishing an appropriate biosecurity measure that can have adaptive management over their area and incorporate uncertainty. Also, they can respond to new information, such as CCAMLR's Ecosystem Monitoring Program, SEMP. The third and final activity being done is interconnecting to all the aspects of Antarctica, whether it's ice, snow, or wildlife. Protecting large areas from fishing and pollution, which provide refuge for species whose habitats have changed, so they cannot live there anymore. The Ross Sea is particularly good choice for this because it's warm slower than the rest of the continent. But I'm sure that not all of us work at the ASOC, so what can you do to help reduce climate change's effect? Number one, hang out the washing instead of tumble drying. Number two, turn down the heating by one degree Celsius. Number three, only fill the kettle with the amount of water you need to boil. Number four, spend less time in the shower. Number five, turn electrical equipment off when not in use. Although Antarctica's future might look grim for now, the interconnecting pieces of its ecosystem aren't all down the drain just yet. As humans, we have the responsibility to look after our planet whether we want to or not. Antarctica is one of the most amazing places on Earth and we can't let it go without a fight. Help out the world in Antarctica by reducing your carbon footprint and we can all make a difference.